Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Nakia. I didn't say excited, did I? I don't. I don't think I did. But nevertheless, I'm excited because because you, you know why? Two nights in a row, second night. I'm back. I'm back with you guys. Yes, and I'm super super excited. Got some news to share with you. I know if you follow me on social media, you've already seen it. For those of you who are under a rock, you may not have seen it. So let me quickly share with you. Et um, dropped this a little earlier today. I don't know, a couple hours ago, apparently a lot of you have been waiting for the public um, viewing of the public memorial, the public quote-unquote funeral for Kobe and Gianna Bryant. And maybe you thought that that was, that was it, that was going to be the public, you know, funeral because I've, I've seen people talk about, you know, dang, black people, y'all hold people up for a minute. Like, really? Y'all thought they was going to keep this man and this, you know, his daughter's body up for a month? Nah, come on, guys. No, 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 no. All right, so the private funeral was actually held um, for both Kobe Bryant and his daughter, Gianna Bryant, on Friday, last Friday, February 7th, at the Pacific View Memorial Park in Corona Del Mar, California, two weeks after that tragic helicopter crash, alongside of seven others. And we also know that on, oh, well, I'm sorry, he leaves to um, mourn his memory, of course, thousands, thousands, thousands of uh, friends and, and, and followers and, you know, uh, family, but he is survived by his wife, Vanessa Bryant, and their three other children um, that they shared together, Natalia, who was 17, or who is 17, Bianca, age three, and Capri, who was seven months old. Um, the public memorial, which is what, you know, most people have been talking about, will be held uh, for, for Kobe and Gianna on Monday, February 24th at the Staples Center in Los Angeles. And I don't know if you follow her now um, or if you followed her before, whatever the case may be. I know that you've seen their symbolism in, in why she chose that date, 22420. Um, number two was, of course, Gianna's number, 24, one of Kobe's number. Um, and the number 20 was the number of years that he played for the Lakers and also the number of years that they were together. So um, a lot of symbolism you know, with those numbers. But again, that is the public memorial held at the Staples Center. Um, the What do they call that? The house that Kobe built. Um, again, on 224-20. All right. And also, um, three of the other members of that horrific helicopter crash were memorialized yesterday at the Angel Stadium in Anaheim, California. They did a public memorial for the Antebelli family. Um, he was an award-winning coach of the Orange Coast College um, baseball team. Uh, I didn't know that he had so many wins. I know that he, he won a lot, but um, he was known as Alto, and he won more than 700 games during his 27 years of coaching the team. Last year, he was named uh, Coach of the Year by the American Baseball Coaches Association. Um, his daughter also was in that crash uh, 14-year-old Alyssa, she attended um, Ensign Intermediate School in Newport Beach. Um, her school, as well as Gianna's, did retire um, their basketball jerseys. And then his wife as well, Carrie Altabelli, um, she was remembered as being a loyal, strong, and wholly dedicated to her husband and family. 
and then they leave um, to cherish their memory, you know, family and friends, but also um, a, a son, an adult son, and a teenage daughter as well. Um, so please keep those families um, in your thoughts and prayers. And then the, the other, there was another mother and daughter, um, another wife, mother, you know, sister, and then the, the pilot as well. So please continue to keep those families in your thoughts and prayers. Our moment of silence. All right, new singles, new music, new music uh, for the week. We talked briefly about those yesterday. I'm going to give you the rest of those very quickly. Um, so we have her, right? She has Comfortable. I did get a chance to listen to that. I kind of sort of like it. It's got to grow on me because I like her, so it'll grow on me, all right? Um, Joanna Lucas has Revenge. Justin Bieber featuring Quavo. Intentions, I told you that was that was a banger, so I recommend you listen to that. Yummy, you know, Justin Bieber already had Yummy, right? Now he has the remix to that, the Summer Walker remix with, of course, Summer Walker. Haven't heard it yet, but I like Yummy, so I, and I like Summer Walker, so, and I like Justin Bieber, so I think, you know, it'll be all right. I'm going to listen to it tonight, right? I'm going to let you know how that is Thursday. Set it up. That's Kamaya featuring Trina. I don't know who Kamaya is. I think, I don't know who Kamaya is, but, and I don't really like Trina, so somebody else can tell me how that is, right? Know your worth. That's Khalid featuring this Disclosure. I actually listened to that before the show. <laughs> I didn't get all the way through, but if it's Khalid, I love it. So you're going to love it, too. All right, Rico Nasty has I Don't Give a Yeah. Probably won't listen to that. And uh, Sean Paul and Toby Lowe have uh, calling on me. The Sean Paul, it's a banger. We already know that. All right, that's your new singles right there. For albums, yeah, nobody really dropped any albums. You like Rod Stewart? From back in the day, Rod Stewart? You know, Crazy Wild Hair, Rod Stewart? Yeah, well, he has You're In My Head. I'm sorry, You're In My Heart on vinyl. All right, so check that out. New movies dropping this Friday. I told you guys yesterday. You got the family. You're doing the family thing. Valentine's Day, you want to go see Sonic the Hedgehog. If you're all booed up, you know I'm saying, you're all in love or whatever, you want to go see the photograph. That's featuring Lakeith Stanfield of Atlanta and Issa Rae. If you got several boos like me, or you trying to, you know, do the, the, the girl thing, you know, you and your girls go out, or you and your boys go out, you want to go see Boomhouse's Fantasy Island. All right? Lots of horror. That's the blood and guts. You want to go see that one. <laughs> All right. Speaking of Valentine's Day, make sure if you got new music that's dropping, we need it. You know why? Saturday. We got the anti-Valentine's Day show, remember? And we need the new music. Send it in. Monica or Shabon will take it. Indiefire at gmail.com. It has to be music that's been released from February the 1st through February the 14th. 14th, yeah? All right, so February 1st to the 14th, that sappy love song, you know, you trying to catch a man, you know what I'm saying, you trying to snag that girl, that kind of music, you know, we need that music for the Hate to Love You playlist, all right? Make sure you send it in to indiefire at gmail.com. Also, Valentine's Day, let me see. This is all national, all right? So, so I know you got it in your area, too. Chick-fil-A is doing... Heart-shaped Valentine's Day themed trays, 30-count chicken nuggets um, until the 29th. Chili's is doing Hearts on Fire Rita as their margarita of the month of February. All right, so the drink has Maker's Mark bourbon. It's got fireball cinnamon whiskey. It's got some tequila. It's, hey, it's $5. I got 21 at it right now. I'm about to go get four of them. Yeah, that's Chili's, all right? Hearts on Fire Rita. Um, Red Lobster started on yesterday. You get a half a dozen Cheddar Bay biscuits. If you go to redlobster.com, you can go pick it up or have it delivered to your loved one's door. They'll put in a little heart-shaped box if you want it. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, okay. Let me see what else we got. Denny's, here we go. You engaged on a budget? You headed to Las Vegas and you want to get hitched? You can do it for free at Denny's Chapel on Valentine's Day between noon and 6 p.m. You get the man who's going to marry you. You get the certificate. You get the reception with pancakes, champagne, and drink specials. Boom. Can't beat it. Mm-hmm. Hooters, we talked about them yesterday. And um, that's all I'm going to give you for right now. All right? I'll give you some more on Thursday. I'm trying to hook you all up. All right? Single people, people that got booze, I'm trying to hook all y'all up for Valentine's Day. Okay? 
You know how we do here on Too Late Tuesdays on Indie Fire? <laughs> I, this evening, my very, very special guest is none other than um, two-time best-selling Amazon author, freelance creativity consultant, and writer, Tanika and Canty. She's a native of Brooklyn, New York, and it is her passion to assist those with creative endeavors rise up from the ashes and tell their personal stories. Ms. Canty also serves in a position as a content creator for churchinyourpocket.tv. As she continues to grow in her passion and calling for serving others through the power of creativity, she just wants everyone to know that they are a creative being. She has helped so many since 2015 publish and tell their stories by using the power of their imagination and not being overwhelmed by the thoughts that come. In the near future, you can expect to see Ms. Canty relaunching her podcast, writing more books, and doing workshops nationwide to assist individuals with honing in on their creative intelligence. Andy Fire, listening audience, I present to you this evening my very, very special guest, two-time best-selling Amazon author, freelance creativity consultant and writer, Miss Shanika N. Canty. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me. I am well. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to get it out because you know I do it behind the scenes, but I tend to forget to do it publicly. So thank you so much for joining me this evening. Again, you could have been anywhere, but you're given so freely of your time to be here with myself and my listening audience to share so much about you as well as your passion. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Not a problem. So I want to jump jump right in this because I got so many questions on that creative tip, but I want to start, you know, because um, I've had several uh, best-selling authors on the show. Uh, I don't think any of them have been two-time best-selling authors. And, of course, everybody in their own right is a best-selling author, um, but it hasn't been, you know, notated, you know, that I am a best-selling author. But when did you first realize that you wanted to be, you know, a writer? Well, I've been writing for, like, a really long time. And um, when my best friend Loretta, um, like, back in, like, it was, like, the summer of 2014, she was like, hey, we should work on a project together. And I'm like, okay. And then we was, like, mapping out the storyline. But then it was, like, I would say, fall 2015 like everything just came together with the resources because we both didn't know that much about um self-publishing at the time um we I got on a conference call I got all the information and I've just been like running ever since then but um I've had this like bone for writing since I was like maybe like three or four so here I am now 28 and got a couple books under my belt you, what was an early experience when you learned that language had power? I think it began um, when I read uh, Sister Soldier book, the um, the coldest mm. winter ever. Coldest winter ever. Yes, I was like, that's like the mother book of all, I guess, urban fiction, if you want to put it like that. And um, I was like, wait, this is really, really good. Like, I've always had, a like, a passion for reading. That's one thing me and my mother, we definitely share in common. And I was like, I think I could do this. And my friend Loretta was like, okay, Shanika, just do it. And I'm like, uh, I don't know. She's like, all right, so let's just collaborate. And then that's how Business of Love was actually birthed, my, uh, my very first book. Let's talk about your very first book. And what was the process like writing that for you? It was very tedious because I didn't know what was going on. Um, I was just like, okay, I just have this character, Kina, and just taking, like, a couple of, like, life experiences and just really noticing, you know, as you're a young woman, you know, making your foot in the world and, you know, you're still trying to, you know, have a relationship with someone, just a companionship. So it was, like, a lot of like factual stuff embellished a lot, a lot, a lot. And um, 
Yeah, it just started just rolling. The ideas just started rolling. And then on Veterans Day 2015, it was birth, business, or life. Hmm. What would you say would have been the most, or at that time was the most difficult part um, during that process? When it's like a lot of resources is limited to you, so it's like you really have to do like diligent research. You know, everyone learns through trial and error. So it was mainly like just making sure, you know, you have what you need to present the product to the marketplace. And so moving forward, when it came to writing your your second book, were you able to see growth in yourself from the time that you wrote, you know, your first book, the, the time in between, and then when that second book was published? Yeah, I did see a lot of growth, but of course, um, I guess not having the level of discernment that I have now, it was still a lot of um, error that was made. But um, the book was released. That um, that would be there Thou. That was the second book that I released. It was February 2016. So it was maybe like two and a half months after Business of Love came out. You know, it was like, you know, you connect with people on social media and, you know, they have their ducks in a row, but, you know, still being young and not really being very knowledgeable at that point. I wouldn't say I was like taking advantage of, but there was a lot of corrections that could have been made before the book came out but I was like you know what I have this product let me just release it um the response was great when it came out a lot of people still supported you know just because it was me and you know when they see you doing things so it was um definitely a lot of definitely um a lot of trial and error through those first two books being published but it was fun overall you mentioned the word in the very beginning of that response, discernment. How important is it, is it for you to be able to um, to to let me let me back up. What's your genre? What genre do you write under? Well, I write under fiction, like contemporary romance, regular romance. So it's like two genres that I write in. How important um, is your faith? When it comes to your writing, my faith is very important. You know, sometimes you know the thought may come, and you know, sometimes we're not always obedient, and then that's where a lot of the error comes in at. Because you're like, okay, I have this idea, and let me just roll with it. But you know, when it's not truly in alignment with what God has called you to do, <laughs> yeah, it's it's not a pretty picture. <laughs> it's really not. So. Which leads me back to the mentioning of the word um, discernment and yeah. how important it is um, to be able to um, um, know the right time to do yeah. what you need to do. Yeah, discernment is very important because, you know, a lot of people, they may see the responses that you have you know, from shares on social media or your interactions or the mutual friends, and they'll play on that. They right. really, really will. And they're like, oh, okay, you know, I see how moving is shaking, so let me just try to collaborate just because. And they don't have any positive agendas behind it. And, um, you know, me at the time, I was maybe, oh, my gosh, like I would say maybe 20 223 so I was like back and forth in my faith at that point so I was just like okay because I'm like I naturally love connecting with people and you know really supporting people like the best way I know can like I know how so a lot of people they really played on that and as like the years went by you know a lot of things popped up hey do you know x y and z oh, you know, I was working on this project with them and I experienced this. And I'm like, well, I experienced the same thing. So, like, when people mention, like, certain names to me, oh, do you know this person? I'm like, you know, I'm like, just be careful. Definitely pray. 
because, you know, I've experienced this, not saying it's going to be your personal experience, but nine times out of ten, the person ends up having the same experience. So, you know, definitely, you know, praying, researching, and, you know, trusted people that you know, because, you know, we could have best friends on Facebook that we've never met, but, you know, we trust their judgment because a mutual, genuine connection was made. And, you know, I was just, you know, asking around, like, hey, you know, do you know this person? Have you worked with them? Like, what was your experience like? Because I believe discernment comes in so many ways. You know, it's praying, but it's like faith in action, you know? Right, right. Writers are often encouraged to to write what they know. Um, Have your real-life experiences impacted the stories or the books that you write about? Yes, they have, especially um, when it, like, when it comes to, you know, like, because, you know, I'm living in Brooklyn. You see a lot of females portraying things that they aren't. That's one thing mm. I don't <laughs> do. I'm like, you know, what you see is what you get. You know, if I'm yeah. hungry and I want a honey bun, I'm hungry and I'm going to eat a honey bun. But anyway, um, you know, you, you know, people, they see you doing everything online and um, even offline. and you know, especially like in like the relationship sector, it's just the mindset. And I'm like, okay, if we're not on the same page mentally, this is not going to work out. So like a lot of my books like came from like my personal romantic life. And that hasn't been too great lately, but I'm praying for changes. <laughs> being completely honest. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, Shanika, you got the power to write. Let's write a nice little love story for you. Um, maybe down the road, but not now. But um, like I said, you know, I've embellished a lot. I've never done anything to like defame like anyone's name. It's just like it's just inspiration. Like life experiences were like the inspiration behind a lot of like the books that I've written. When you sit down to write a story, do you know how it's gonna end? Like, describe your your your, your writing process. I actually, I know how some people, you know, they'll have, like, their protagonist, their antagonist, their climax. I don't write like that. I notice when it comes to writing, I have a very unconventional way. It's not planned. You use an outline? I don't. (laughs) I tell everyone Mm -hmm. else, I'm like, you know, you need an outline. You have to, like, you know, have your characters identified and stuff. But I'm like, to me, when it's planned out, I'm like, I don't know. I have always end up, like going a whole nother way so I don't I don't have an outline I'm just like whatever comes comes and it just flows together how do you stay disciplined and not get distracted in your writing yeah see that's another thing I'm definitely working on it's like <laughs> it was like a spur of the moment because it's like the first couple of books that were written, I was working actually um, in lower Manhattan. And I was blessed to like be working a shift when the buildings was closed. So I always had my phone or my tablet. So I'm like, I was just right as it like it came, like the thoughts came. So it was like between my laptop and my phone. I'm like, that's how it came. And like, I didn't have like, I in the beginning, I tried having a set schedule and it didn't work. So I was like, you know what? I could be walking down a block and I'll just like send a text message to myself and copy and paste it to the Google, like my Google Docs note that I had. So I don't have a set schedule. I know moving forward is definitely important. Don't follow what I do, whoever's listening. If you want to publish a book, don't do that. You know, you have to find what works for you. And I could be walking down a block and I'll see a little child running from their parent and I'll get inspired from that. So it's like a fly by the moment inspiration is how I write. Hmm. All right. So, so what is for those who may not know? What is a creativity consultant? Okay. So we live in a world where I guess creativity has been categorized for people that's only you know like artists, dancers, rappers, artists. And I'm like, no, anyone with a creative 
powerful within imagination, you're creative. And it's not just limited to those certain select people. And I've been like, I guess I've been like saying this since like 2016. I'm like, if you have a imagination, you are a creative. And where I come in at is any idea that you may have will sit down together to make sure, you know, this, you know, you get clarity on if this is the project you want to be focusing on, whether you're a college student, you're a single mom who wants to find a way to get your children to bed on time. So I'm just pretty much like, I guess, like a brainstorming kind of person. And I'll like research and get you those resources that you need. So that's what a consultant does. You just give the person the resources that they need to move forward with whatever project that they're endeavoring to do. And I know this is this may be on the hearts and minds of many that are listening. Are you certified? I am not. I am a certified life coach through the American Union of NLP, but it's because um, you don't really need a license to be a consultant. It's just like, um, as they say, documentation beats conversation. And, mm-hmm. I mean, anyone can be a consultant in any certain area that they have true proven results in. That's why it's how like, are you able I say, to like, pull? How are you able to pull? Like, how are you... How do you um and don't think that I'm badgering you. I'm I wanna know. Um, how are you yeah. able to pull, you know, because this has to be documented, how are you able to pull from others, you know, there are points or there are times in people's lives when they have um creative juices that are continuously flowing in and then, you know, they may have weak moments when, when all of this dies down. How are you able to build this back up in people? or pull this out of individuals? You have to acknowledge the fact that everyone is human. We're going to have our ups and down moments. And like I say, I just really encourage the person and make sure I'm like, is this the project that you want to be focusing on? Why do you want to focus on it? Why is this of other importance to you to release into the marketplace or wherever you want to release this creative endeavor to it? And we just simply have a conversation, you know, like as if we were like a homegirl, homeboy or whatever you want to call it. And we just just simply just having an honest conversation. And then I'm like, you know, as people speak, you're always going to hear key things that stand Mm -hmm. out. And then you just start to gather more questions from there, more questions from there. And then at the end, you're like, hmm, okay. And then when you reiterate everything back to them, but not in a question format, you know, they like, it's like that light bulb goes off, like, oh, okay. It's sort of kind of like having a therapy session without medication at Mm. all. It's like, I'm just listening. I'm giving you your diagnosis. (laughs) So what you just outlined, are those the techniques that you employ um, or do you have? Now, you said you don't have an outline when you write. But say you're, you know, you have a workshop that you're teaching or, you know, you have a group session maybe or you have one-on-one time that you, you know, consulting with an individual. Um, Are there specific techniques that you employ when you're um, consulting? Um, Or is it just I kind of get the feel for the individual and we just kind of roll from there? I definitely get the feel of the individual, you know, before you speak to a person, you always ask them, you know, what's the project that they want to do? What areas are they struggling with? So, you know, we're utilizing our time to the maximum. And there is a guidebook that I actually had created some years ago. I'll email to the person. So when they send it back, it has that structured outline. Like I said, what works for me won't work for somebody else. So it's like there is tools that are in place, but if a person is sort of kind of like, well, I really don't know at the moment, then I'm like, okay, that's where it comes to using discernment. Like, okay, gotcha. maybe this person is sort of kind of like me. They're free for all. So, I mean, there is structure definitely in place when a person wants to work with me or like it's just simply like, uh, I don't know. So you, if you have that individual that's like, uh, I don't know, 
And as I mentioned earlier, you know, you have the person who's very creative, but they've lost all motivation to do anything. How do you find it within you to not only keep yourself motivated, but encourage and inspire that other individual through what you do? It all just comes down to, like, really, like, asking them, you know, those key questions and asking them, you know, what's the importance of this project behind, like, you know, what you want to do. And it's like as a person is talking, nine times out of ten, their own personal motivation will start coming back. Because, you know, it's like a person may have an idea to do something, but then it's like things are not playing out how they want it to play out. And that's why I said it just all goes back to just having, like, that first initial conversation. Because it's like sometimes when you're speaking to, like, a third party, a person that really doesn't know about your situation, and then it's like, like I said, that light bulb will go off. And then it's like they start getting, their like, their own selves excited again. Because, you know, it's like, okay, you know, you're asking me this question, you know, why is this project important? Why I want to release it? And then it's like as they're talking, their own self-motivation to start coming back. Nice. What is what is creative intelligence? Creative intelligence. It's um. It's actually a part of an article that I found online. I forgot um the website, but I'll definitely like reference it to like anyone who um like wants to connect with me on social media. And creative intelligence is just using the power. Well, my definition is you know using the power of your imagination to bring forth this idea. My ideas may not be in alignment with someone else, but it's just like activating that creative part of you, just really being able to just sit down and to just like think an idea through, like before you start putting physical action behind it. So that's my definition of creative intelligence. Hmm. If you're just tuning in, you're live right here on Indie Fire. Tune in Tuesdays with your girl, Nakia, and my very, very special guest, two-time best-selling Amazon author and freelance creativity consultant, Shanika Ann Canty. This right here is Melody Star on Go. <laughs> I'm 
triple threat with the check to Mongo. On the road, show to show. Charcella on the track, let's go! Everybody, it's your girl Lorena Lai here with you guys on ND Fire Radio, hosted by Nakia, playing only the hottest music, and of course, me. Thank you. That was Lavina Lai, our 2019 Best Pop Song winner. Yes, and Miss Melody Starr, seven year old. Um, what is she, hip hop artist? Um, entertainer, model, actress. Yeah, she's doing it all. Um, if you're in the Toronto, Canada area this weekend in Toronto at the Kids Fest in Toronto, Saturday the 15th, Sunday the 16th, and Monday the 17th, you can catch Melody Star at the Toronto Kids Fest at International Center. For more information, you can uh, look out for Melody Star at www.kidsfest.com. If you're just tuning in, you're live right here on Indie Fire with your girl, Nakia. And Two Late Tuesdays with my very special guest, two-time best-selling Amazon author, Miss Shanika N. Canty. Now, you know I was going to mention this, right, about this Q missing this U in your name. I, I got to do it. I got to do it. <laughs> Every time I read your name, I look for the Q. And, guys, I don't know if you've seen her name spelled out or not. But if you put the Q in it, you know, that's going to make her name say Shaniqua, right? Not Shanika. But I've never, I swear, I have never seen a Q without a U. And, you know, my <laughs> name starting with a Q. That just, oh. And I thought for the longest, I'm like, I'm spelling it wrong. I'm spelling it wrong because it has to be a U. But I know it's not a U because it's not Shaniqua. So, like, when you were younger and you had to write your name, and when you learned that the U must follow the Q in school, did that bother you at all? to write your name without a U? I mean, I know that you always wrote your name without a U, but, you know, certain things that you, you learn that in school. You learn that that U, you know, like I before E, except that's the C, you know that that U always follows that Q. So did that, you know, trip you up at all? Because that would, like, freak me it out. It didn't trip me up at all. It just annoyed me a lot when people say Shaniqua. I'm like, my name is not Shaniqua, it's Shanika. They're like, well, where's the U? <laughs> my mother didn't put a U in it, obviously. So, yeah, it's Shanika. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my gosh, especially at, like, you know, when, you know, you meet people for the first time and they're like, Shanika? I'm like, no, it's Shanika. They're like, oh, I'm like, just, just call me Miss Canty. It's totally fine. Right, right. I already know them people. <laughs> Shanika. Yeah, I'm like, I'll just, like, keep a smile on my face, but in my head, I'm like, like, well, I, I couldn't be, like, a Mary Beth or something, but I'm like, hey, right. I'm a Shanika. All the Shanikas. Right. Right. So I want to know more about church in your pocket. Okay, so churchinyourpocket.tv is a platform that was launched by um, Apostle Stephen J. Newton. He is the visionary founder and the senior pastor of the Kingdom Center Global. Um, They have churches in um, Dallas, India, Mm -hmm. uh, Virginia, um, Shreveport, Louisiana, where Shreveport Bossier is their location. And it's just um, he's just about following a vision that God gave him to, you know, connect people to Jesus more accessibly, you know, using the power of technology. So um, there are sessions that are led by, you know, campus pastors, um, personal growth strategists, and, you know, you could just go to churchinyourpocket.tv, hit connect now, and you'll be able to go click on um, different sessions that, um different um, individuals are going to be releasing. They're, um, you know, no more than like an hour long. And it's really fun because, you know, now you have a lot of people that work on Sundays and church is not traditional anymore. Like, you know, I say God is a God of order, not tradition. 
and um, Apostle Steve, he's just really, you know, utilizing the power of technology to get more people connected to the Word of God. And um, he's been my spiritual father since 2015. And um, he messaged me on Facebook like, hey, you know, you want to be a part of what we have going on because he know my love for writing. And um, I was honored because, you know, he's he's connected to so many amazing people. And the fact that he approached me, I was just like super humble. And I'm just excited to see um, what's about to come about. And, you know, just having more people being able to use the power of the Internet to be connected to a global community that's really out here using the word of God to help change lives in communities like as a collective. Awesome. So, so what um, products or services will you be able to offer to uh, church in your pocket TV or dot TV? I'll be serving as a content creator who pretty much, you know, helping, you know, release blogs on, you know, releasing your creativity and just really, Telling people, you know, we are created in the image of God, and we have that same God-given power and ability to do what He's called us to do here in the earth. So, you know, helping create devotionals. There's a lot of things that's still being worked on and released, and you know, just really, you know, following Apostle Steve's um, his leading on, you know, what like as the overall vision, you know, really respecting, you know, what he's doing. So it's all like instruction based. And just going from there. And how do you feel that what you're going to be able to bring to this organization is going to um, make it better? Just um, having an outlet to, you know, maybe uh, just, you know, really encourage individuals, you know, that that may be in a faith that may be straight away and just encouraging them to let them know, you know, you are created in the image of God. He's giving you the same, you know, power and authority to create. And, you know, like for people that are Christians, you know, when you read the first chapter from Genesis, you know, God saw that there was a void in the earth and he what used his creative power and spoke a word and released it. And here we are now over thousands of years later. In all of your your many roles, um, how would you measure success? Or how do you measure success? Success is what you deem as successful, whatever makes you sleep well at night, being a great source of encouragement. That's how I measure success, not um, monetarily. It's about the impact that you're able to make on the world in your own personal right. So that's how I definitely measure success in doing things for a cause and not for an applause. And do you feel that if the world looked at um, or had that same idea of the measurement of success that you did, that the world would be a better place? I really think so, because, you know, we live in a very uh, fast-paced world. Everyone's, you know, always, I know money is a resource, and it can help you get a a lot of things done. But if I really think if we just really had, like, a cause of the reason behind why we do things, it probably wouldn't be so much strife. People won't feel like they're in competition with anyone. Because I think it's a quote I'm always seeing, like seeing online, and it's like, you know, the only person you should be in competition with is a person that you see in the mirror. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't see, like, you don't see Target competing with Chick-fil-A. Right, like, right. <laughs> people who love them, they're going to go after it. Like, And it's just about, like, the power of genuinely connecting and being able to make things happen. Like, I think it was just released, I don't know if it was today or some time ago, it was sometime in the past couple of days of February, we look at T-Mobile and Sprint. They just spent $26 oh, yeah, billion dollars yeah, to merge together. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like there's really no competition. I mean, if you say, well, I think this person is in competition with me, 
I'm like, well, have they physically came up to you or have you heard anybody saying, you know, X, Y, Z is in competition with you? I'm like, I've never had anyone personally come up to me and say, hey, Shanika, my book is going to be better than the ones that you've written. So I think it's sometimes just like in your head a lot, you know, this person is better than me. I'm like, okay, that's your personal opinion. I'm just going to, there's a lane for everybody. There's enough abundance to go around for everybody. What was the last thing that you learned? The last thing that I learned is definitely move at your own pace. I know we live in like a fast moving world, especially with the power of technology. And, you know, we may want to compare ourselves to people that we see online. But at the end of the day, we don't know the backstory to what those people really went through if they haven't like vocally shared. So just definitely going at your own pace. And I'm definitely speaking to myself right now because. I've been, like, so focused on my personal life, and a lot of things has transpired um, from, like, 20, like, late 2016 to, like, late 2019, and I've just, like, got so consumed with my own personal affairs, and, um, you know, you'll go online, well, I'll go online personally, and I'll see something like, oh, my gosh, you know, I should be doing this, I should be doing that, I should have all of these systems in place, and then my therapist always have to remind me, she needs to You've accomplished a lot at such a young age. So she's like, just take a minute, get your personal things in order. But it's things they come in, they come into alignment when you come in like to alignment with your own self. Like your inner being is on point or they say on fleek. So yeah. Okay. And what was the last thing that you taught someone? The last thing I taught someone, oh, Lord, it would be myself, again, um, just going at my own pace. And I truly believe once you're going at your own pace and you're being true to yourself, it will, like, others will start to see it, and they'll definitely, it'll reflect itself. You know, someone may say, you know, your energy is different. You know, they would say, you know, well, how did that happen? And you'll just be sharing your own personal testimony. And then, you know, they'll like, okay, maybe I could try that and see if it'll work for me. If not, there's something to work for everyone. All right. So I want you to take the last thing that you learned. Um, moving at your own pace, you know, being able to do a self-assessment um, understanding the power of, you know, technology, not making yourself comparable to anyone else. And the last thing that you taught someone, which was yourself, um, you know, doing that self-assessment, um, being able to go at your own pace, combine the two of those. And for someone who may be listening now who says, you know, I, I'm a creative being, and I have books on books on books on books that are stored in my laptop, stored on my phone, you know, that are written in notebooks, um, and one day I'm going to get them out. Or, you know, they're they're um, an aspiring artist, and the same thing. They have pages upon pages and pages of lyrics, um, and one day they're going to get them out. But they're in this rut right now, but they're listening to this show, and they need that little bit of inspiration to push them to the next level. Take the last thing that you learned and the last thing that you taught and talk to that individual and offer them some words of encouragement and inspiration to get them out of that rut into the next level. I'll definitely say, you know, don't let the fear of striking out keep you from playing a game. I've heard it um, in a movie that I was watching. I think it was a movie with Hilary Duff. Hillary Duff. And um, definitely your testimony is your empowerment because you are empowered by your struggles. So it's like, you know, take a moment to just go through those pages upon pages that you may have and see what really speaks to you and just start from somewhere. Nothing is going to be perfect, but the main thing is there's power in starting it and just not being stagnant and being scared. Like if we remain scared, how are we going to move forward? Like, for example, um, back in August of 2016, 
I left my job I was at for two years, had like $1,500 in my pocket, and I moved to Orlando by myself. No family. I didn't know anybody besides my son, Loretta. But even after she uh, left and went to North Carolina, I still remained down there for like a year and a half before I came back to New York due to uh, personal reasons. But you've got to start somewhere. And it may seem like, oh, my gosh, like, I don't know. But you just got to take that safe step and just watch God work from there or whatever you believe in. Just watch that higher power that you believe in um, just go before you. And if you are a Christian, you know, we know that the righteous steps of a man are ordered by the Lord. So if you trust and believe in him, know that he's going to order your steps and not lead you wrong. There you have it. And guys, remember when, when I, and I say this on every show, because that question right there or a combination of that question always opens up, you know, our guests just a little bit more. They go a little bit deeper and they drop those gems that you need. Um, so don't just sit on them, right? When they give you this information, you need to grasp on to all of that and you need to make it applicable to all parts of your life, not just, you know, um, that creative side, you know, as an author or or as an artist, you need to make it applicable to every part of your life. Don't just sit on it. I'm telling you, you know, a lot of these people have gone through it, trial and error. They've, they've gone through it so they know, so they're seeking um, from knowledge. So, again, grasp onto it and make it applicable to all parts of your life. All right? Um, is there anything that your um, your brand does in the community where you're located? Do you have a platform or anything? Right now, I am connected with Real Sisters Rising Women Business Association, and they're based in New York City. (laughs) (laughs) I love Shashina. That is my business mama, and um, she's been with me, like, every step of the way ever since I've connected with her. And um, they does um, do fabulous events in New York. I believe she's having one coming up in March. And, you know, really assisting those, you know, that want to be business owners aspiring. And I would just say definitely uh, connect with Real Sisters Rising Women Business Association if you're in New York City and make some things happen. There's also um, Grown Girls New York City. They're based out in Long Island. And uh, Yolanda Brathwaite is the president, and she has some great things happening as well. So I'm glad to say I'm connected with um, both of those organizations, and I've had the pleasure of working with both of them. And they're doing great things, so if you definitely want to be connected and you're in New York, I would definitely give them a shout-out. Well, uh, look them up on social media. As well, while we're also talking about um, Real Sisters Rising, um, Shashina is also doing a blog feature for Valentine's Day. She wants to feature 20 business women on her blog. Um, and um, if you're interested in being featured, you can – oh, submissions are due by tomorrow, right? But you can go to the RSRWBA dot co dot network um and more information will be posted there if not i'll post it after the show if you're interested i probably already shared it matter of fact i'll share it now um to go to facebook you'll be able to see it and if you're interested and i mean it's really quick um really short the answers i mean the questions are really really you know i think it's like six or seven questions she really wants short responses but if you're interested in having your business featured um, for the Valentine's Day um, feature on her blog, here's your opportunity. All right? So shout out to Shashina for this connection right here. I'm going to go ahead and open the floor up to you now, Shanika, so that you can go ahead and get all of the contact information out for those who may be listening live, for those who may come back and listen to one of the many, 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 many playback shows. The floor is now yours to get all of your contact info out. Um, anyone who's interested in purchasing your books, um, if you have any speaking engagements coming up, if you have workshops coming up, if they want to connect with you for, um, you know, um, to be their creativity consultant, um, now's the floor. So the, now's the time for you to go ahead and get that information out. The floor is now yours. 
Well, they can definitely connect with me on Facebook at Shanika and Canty. Just search my name from um, the bio that's listed. And you can connect with me on Instagram at I am Shanika. That's I A M S H A N I K Q A. There is no U. And they could also like my page on Facebook, Canty Creates Publishing. It's Canty Creates is one word than publishing. And I'm also on Snapchat at I am Shanika. Did you give your Instagram already? Yes, I did. I am Shanika. I missed that. And I, also, if you want I must to... have blinked. <laughs> I blinked and missed that. <laughs> it's okay. It's um, Instagram again. It's I am Shanika, I-A-M-S-H-A-N-I-K-Q-A. And also, all my books are on Amazon.com, BarnesandNobles.com, and Kindle. And they're all under my real name, Shanika. Don't forget the middle initial in Canty. No Q, no Q. I heard you. No, I heard it is you when a Q. You said it no Q. Said no Q. That's why I, I missed it because I laughed when you said no Q and that threw me all off right there. <laughs> see, I'm a, see, I'm messing all stuff up. It's no you. No you. And I can't. What I say? No Q, you, no, no you. <laughs> no you. See, I'm see. No you. No you. Hi guys. S H A N I K Q A. A. The letter N, Q A, Q A, no Q, no U. The letter N, Canty, with a C, not a K. Y'all got it? Don't worry, I'll be following up. I'll be posting. You'll be able to keep in contact with Shanika, no U, Canty. All right? <laughs> y'all got it? <laughs> if y'all got it, I got it. All right? <laughs> Thank you so much, Shanika, for joining me this evening. Guys, make sure that you're right back here at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Thursday. We will have a performer, R&B singer, and songwriter out of Raleigh, North Carolina. He goes by the name of Sitch. Kind of excited to have him here. He's a little cutie, guys. Mm. Then back here on Saturday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we have the Anti-Valentine's Day show, hosted by yours truly, co-hosted by Miss Saved and Sexy herself, Susie P. Newton. You know, I don't know if that's a middle name or not, but that's what I gave her, you know, Huey P. Newton, C. Susie P. Newton, all right? Um, again, we need those those songs. So for you all who are dropping those, you know, those sappy love songs or whatever, we need those to go in the uh, Hate to Love You playlist for Saturday, okay? So make sure you email those to either Monica or Shaban at IndieFire at gmail.com. Make sure that you're following the show on all social media at Indie Make sure you're following me, the Girl in Motion, on all social media at G R L N M O T I O N. Subscribe to the website www.indiefireradio.com. What are we doing this month? Trying to get subscribers on YouTube? Yes. All right. So just plug in Indie Fire on Google. You'll find us on. YouTube, make sure you subscribe. You got to get those numbers up, all right? We're waiting on letters from iHeartRadio any day now, all right, guys? So we got to get numbers up all across the board for subscribers and followers. Downloads look good. They look hella good. The checks prove all of that. We just need to get the subscribers and the followers up, all right? So until Thursday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you guys have a good night. Hey, y'all send a prayer for your boy Jesse Smellett. Y'all hear the news? Six, he's indicted on six counts. Yeah, I know. Sucks. See you guys on Thursday.